Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Every year I like to attend the Club Leadership Summit. It's a wonderful event put on by Club Inc. over in the UK. This year I could not be there due to a scheduling conflict, but the good news is our Golf Radio Network host, Leighton Walker of Golf Club Talk UK, a wonderful podcast that you should be subscribed to if you haven't already, was able to fill in for me, fill the gap, and he was able to chat with some of the attendees at the conference and get you those interviews from the Club Leadership Summit. He speaks with Ewan Grant, GM of a new club called the JCB Club. He also speaks to my friend Juan Fernandez over at the National Golf Center in Madrid. Juan, if you don't know him, is one of the nicest guys in Europe. And we're going to end it out with Nick Brown of EasyGo. So here is Leighton Walker and his interview with Juan Fernandez, which will give you a nice little introduction to what CLS is all about. Enjoy. Right, so we're live at the Club Leadership Summit at Royal Ascot Racecourse. Beautiful venue. I'm here with Juan Fernandez from the National Golf Center in Madrid. Um, and he's just going to tell us a little bit about himself, but also National Golf Center in Madrid. Thank you, Leighton. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure for me to be here with you. And uh, we are really happy to, to be able to come to this summit. This summit that I've been coming uh, since it started, like uh, seven years ago. And it's uh, been great that we have the possibility to, to learn new things, to learn from people who actually know a lot about the industry, not only about the golf industry, but also about hospitality industry, about the club industry. So I'm really happy to be here and we are coming to great venues every year. So this is really, really nice. And for me as a, um, as a general manager of uh, Centro Nacional de Golf in, uh, in Spain, it's a golf course that is owned by the Royal Spanish Golf Federation. And uh, this for me is really important to be able to gather knowledge from everyone and uh, also to network. The networking is very, really important. So I'm really happy to be here. Have you seen the uh, summit grow over those six or seven years you've been coming, Juan? It's been great, yes. Great people uh, from all over the places, uh, mostly UK. I know that in the UK, the club industry is, is magnificent. We are just uh, a, a little part in Spain. <laughs> but So that's great that we can learn from everyone and uh, gather knowledge from the, you know, the best clubs in the UK, from people who know a lot. So it, this is great. It sounds like we could probably learn quite a bit from, from your club in, in Madrid as well. Um, I know it's hosted the Spanish Open last year, 2018, which John Rahm was the winner of. Um, but you've got a very big facility there that's got some pretty ambitious plans as well. Can you tell us a bit about the place? Of course. Leighton, this is uh, great for me to have the possibility to talk about uh, our, our projects in Spain. As a federation, as a Spanish Golf Federation, we have a uh, clear goal that is... Uh, promoting the game of golf in Spain. So, and we do that uh, through uh, uh, our club, uh, Centro Nacional is a public golf course. Uh, we have um, a public uh, facility, a great 
Well, we have one of the biggest golf academies in Europe right now, public uh, golf, golf academy. Right now we have 2,000 two, students in our academy with uh, 15 golf pros that are teaching uh, uh, full-time. So, and we are trying to promote golf uh, as an affordable sport in Spain so everyone can access to our academy to learn the game and pay affordable prices, not only to play the course, but also to learn the game. I better let you go for a coffee soon, but uh, what are you hoping to, to get out of the, the summit here? I know we've got uh, another uh, good few sessions today. Is there anything in particular you're trying to take out or is there a real theme emerging from the summit? I know that there are like great speakers that they come from other industries. I think that's something that helps uh, us a lot to have the view of other industries. And at the same time, I think uh, this is a club leadership summit. So we talk a lot about leadership. And of course, it's something that is really important for me to be able to lead my team to, to achieve the goals that we have in Spain. So learn about uh, leadership and le uh, learn about um, technology and new things that are coming to our industry. I think it's really important to be pioneers and to be on the, um, on the lead uh, of, the, of the industry. So it's every year that I come here, I learn something that I, can, I take it uh, to my club. So this is important, education always, you know, continuously education. So it's, uh, for me, a great opportunity. I know you've uh, kindly donated to the Teenage Cancer Trust, which is one of the partners here and, and uh, something they're very much trying to support. So thanks for that. But I know also you come here to learn from us in the UK, but I know we can certainly learn a lot from what you're doing at your club in, in Spain. So thanks for your time, Juan, and uh, hope to see you back in the UK soon. Thank you very much, Leighton. It's a pleasure. Well, next up, we've got Ewan Grant of the JCB Club. Here's Leighton's chat with Ewan. Right, live again from the Club Leadership Summit. I'm here with Ewan Grant, who's the general manager of the JCB Club, a new course that opened in June last year, but quite a unique one in that Ewan helped to build the course, uh, grow it in, and, and is now managing it. So uh, look forward to hearing about that in a second. So like I said, we're at the Club Leadership Summit. Uh, Ewan's been intently listening into what's happening today. What have you thought so far, Ewan? Yeah, it's all very inspirational. We've heard some, some great speakers for experts in their, in their industries. Uh, and it's um, a lovely, uh, a small summit where, where it can be quite interactive and, and, and get some, some great ideas and some, um, some great experiences um, from, 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 some, from some great people. Uh, the networking is very important. Uh, so I'm new to my role. Uh, so hearing from current professionals that have been in their industry a, a, long, a long time and in their roles a long time, taking some, um, some, some good feedback from, from them. And uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Ewan, um, what you've, you've done previously and how you, or your journey to JCB Club. Yeah, it's a, a fairly extensive uh, journey. Um, I've, I've been involved with uh, the, the greenkeeping industry for, for, from, for quite a few years now. Um, uh, I've, I've always been happy to, to pick up sticks and move on to the next challenge. Um, varied between some construction projects and some maintenance projects involving a couple of tournament venues. 
um, I the the opportunity to work for for the JCB project uh, came about uh, when I was working at Turnbury. Uh, my wife's from the Litchfield area, and it was a great opportunity for for her to come home, uh, which was which has worked out really well. Uh, we've got four kids, um, very settled in the area now, uh, and the, and the role's been always been a great challenge. And it's been no ordinary project, has it? I mean, JCB, obviously a very big, well-known company over here. Um, there's not been too many golf course construction jobs here full stop in the UK in, in, over the last 10 years or so. So probably quite unique at the moment. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how the, the course was constructed and, and what the sort of the ethos and philosophy is behind the club? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there, there had, there's been a bit of a drought um, in, in golf constructions. Uh, I think everyone's quite aware of the, the state of the industry at the moment. And unfortunately, there seems to be more courses shutting down than opening up. But, uh, but, but JCB have, have, have built a golf course uh, for, for a variety of reasons, mostly, most, mostly as a marketing tool, really. So um, I was very fortunate to get involved right from the beginning. And, and we're looking to expand the, the name of JCB uh, uh, globally, uh, through the medium of, of golf and hospitality, so um, yeah, we, we we started the project um, early 2015. We got planning permission middle of 2014, and we moved quite quickly. Well, one of JCB's uh, values is urgency, so we talked about it for quite a while, uh, and then we we started and and we wanted to get it built as quick as we could. Uh, the nature of the land is it's it's quite heavy clay, so we built through three summers. Uh, and we didn't do any work during the winter months when 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 weather conditions would dictate that you don't don't move on the soils. We we could have moved, but it just creates longer term issues. So we, so we stayed off during the winter months and built through through the three summers opening last uh, June uh, for a for a soft opening. Effectively, uh, we we we're selling a, a corporate membership package to to majority uh, JCB um, customers and, and dealerships. We sell um, through our dealership network, uh, so so the dealers would take the membership and and their customers ultimately JCB customers, um, and and we we wanted to to branch out really with with, with the name of JCB, um, and I suppose there was a little bit of inspiration from the John Deere Classic to try and host a a tournament um, of that ilk and and again generate the the global word of of the company. Um, out into the into, into industry, and what about the uh, size of team there? How many how many staff have you got working for you there? And is your role very much about that member and, and visitor experience? Yeah, there's a couple of questions in one there. Um, the current greenkeeping team we've got uh, 12, 12 full time greenkeepers, and we'll increase that t- team seasonally uh, with with six this summer. So for the UK, that's quite good numbers to to achieve the the expectation of 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 our of our, of our ownership, Lord Bamford, uh, family-owned business, um, very much involved in, in everything we do uh, as a company still. Uh, so we, we, the team that are involved now, most of them have been through the construction as well. When we started the project, uh, it, was, it was going to go out to tender for, for one of the construction companies to, to build. Um, I suppose I'd say in, in typical JCB way, uh, it was decided that we could probably do it equally well. Uh, so, so I as opposed to being the, the liaison between the golf project and, and the ownership, uh, ultimately became the project manager. And, and we built, the, built the, the golf course with our own team of guys. We recruited a couple of shapers. 
um, and we had a decent fleet of equipment, as you might imagine. Uh, so it was it was a n- more marketing opportunity to to build the golf course ourselves. Um, and so so the team that were recruited to to build the golf course have remained there in place um, to to maintain the golf course, or to grow it in and then maintain the golf course. So we took a huge ownership uh, on that, and there was a huge um, responsibility to get it right to make life easier for us. Uh, going forward into the maintenance, so that, that that's that's now current. And and the clubhouse side of things, I imagine you've got an operational clubhouse now as well. Yeah, we've 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 just opened our clubhouse uh, in January this year, and and from my personal point of view, that that's where my steepest learning curve is. Uh, and I I've been involved in the golf business. I've sort of fallen fallen on the the general manager part of the business. So we would say that the the golf element of of the business is is the biggest staffing and the biggest budget. Um, but um, my my lack of knowledge in the, the food and beverage industry has awakened me to some some different different challenges, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to them and working with people that we can um, trust and learn from. Um, again, this is a, a fantastic venue to be talking to fellow general managers and and take some assistance in in that area. No, I guess this is just the ideal place for you to to be able to increase that network and, and learn from people that have been doing it for, for some time. So uh, brilliant. Thank you very much for that, Ewan. A real good insight into a very interesting and unique place and hope to hear a bit more about it going forward in the future. Enjoy the rest of the summit. Thank you, Leighton. I've appreciated it. Thank you. Well, we're going to wrap up our coverage of the 2019 Club Leadership Summit with Mr. Nick Brown of EasyGo. And what I really loved about this was learning the story of how EasyGo started. I had no idea, but it's fascinating. Once again, here's Leighton Walker. Right. So continuing from the Club Leadership Summit, I'm here with Nick Brown from Ramsons Jacobson, but also here really largely representing EasyGo Buggies. So Nick, welcome. Thanks very much. So Nick, just tell us a little bit about uh, your role with the company and and how you got there and and, uh, if you can give us any info on that. Um, I've been uh, working for Ransom's Jacobson for 20 years, 1998, and I've had a plethora of different roles. And uh, the final role for the last 10 to 12 years has been the corporate accounts manager for Ransom's Jacobson, looking after our clients outside North America, Canada, and South America. I started uh, back in 98 as an easygo salesman uh, in the south of England, Scotland, and Ireland. And then I progressed from there to look after our clients, uh, clients based in uh, Middle East, Africa, and further afield. I know um, EasyGo is a key partner of, of the summit here, and we uh, really appreciate the, the support from, from EasyGo. My golf club, we have EasyGo buggies as well. Uh, I can personally vouch for them. Uh, they're a really good, really good buggy and probably would, would not see myself move into anything else now. But can you tell us a little bit about EasyGo and their, their buggies and what might be happening in terms of innovation, etc.? Actually, EasyGo have been producing um, golf cars since 1954. Historically, they were the first producers of golf cars in the industry. Uh, two brothers, the Dolan brothers in Augusta, uh, Georgia, started the company when they saw an opportunity on a golf course where for mobility around golf courses. And there was a plethora of B-52 bomber cases, cases. And they designed... The, the first EasyGo. And EasyGo is a uh, company uh, which is always at the forefront of innovation. So they developed the first petrol golf car. They developed the first electric golf car. And now in 2017, we launched the Lithium Elite, 
which is a lithium-based uh, golf cart. A uh, huge amount of benefits to that and to the golf course. Um, and this is the way that we can see technology moving forward is that I see more and more um, uh, machines, golf car area and outside going into lithium. We've been hearing a lot about sustainability this morning and I imagine EasyGo or Ransom Jacobson are very much at the forefront of that. Can you explain what, what you're doing in terms of trying to lessen that footprint on things? Well, going back to the lithium, actually. Lithium is, uh, is a, a industry. It's been a technology which has been in plenty of other industries for many, many years, but it hasn't been feasible to be put into golf cars until relatively recently. We work with a company called Samsung, and we thought that we needed to bring more sustainable products into the environment and lithium was the go-to product. It's no maintenance in the batteries. It's one Nick Brown less in weight. That's what, we're, I'm actually a unit of measure now, I found out. He's quite a, quite a large man as well. <laughs> so 125 kilos lighter than the standard traditional uh, lead-acid battery is the lithium. Um, it's, it's like your mobile phone. It can charge within four hours. So if you put it on um, charge for an hour, it will go out again uh, around the golf course one or two times, depending on the topography of the golf course. So we're always looking at um, the cutting edge of technology. We, f- we feel we always push the boundaries at our business to always provide the customer with something unique. But the most important thing about this whole industry is the partnership that we're providing through, through our dealers throughout the world. Is you buy a lithium golf car, but it's the partnership behind that which makes us unique and makes us sustainable. It's the friendships that people have. It's the friendships that people made here at the, uh, the Leadership Summit. Leaders getting inspired to go back to their companies and uh, come to their employees and inspire them and communicate to them. So this is what we try to do at EasyGo and at Ransom Jacobson. Always at the forefront of technology, coming to events, sponsoring events like this, so we can actually inspire the future of golf. That's fantastic. Um, what about innovations in terms of technology then? I know uh, there's a lot of things happening with buggies these days in terms of tracking or aiding the golfer in, in terms of playing their actual golf. Um, anything new coming out there? Nick? Yes, actually. 2017, uh, we launched Textron Fleet Management, which is a GPS product which we put onto uh, EasyGo Golf Cars. We offer that. It's not a third-party company. It's our own business. And uh, it is the first analog-based package on the marketplace. Again, innovation, pushing the boundaries um, for the customer. So TFM was one product. Lithium, again, was launched in the same year. So we're again, two innovations for the marketplace in 2017. So we've had TFM, uh, Textron Fleet Management, for two years. And that's always going to uh, evolve because it's an analog-based system, not a closed-based system. So you... Uh, at Burford Golf Course uh, on holiday, you could go back and look on your telephone to see whereabouts your golf golf cars are. You can actually geofence from your holiday onto your your mobile device. And so it's extremely interactive. So overnight, those, um, if you're needing to do an update like your mobile phone, they will be able to update uh, whilst you're uh, sleeping 
on holiday, they'll be updating new software in, into the technology in the golf cart. I'm not too sure my wife would be overly happy about me watching the buggies while I'm on, on holiday, Nick, but uh, great, great technology. So in terms of uh, if people want to get a hold of EasyGo buggies over here, I know you've got a very wide distribution network out there, haven't you? How, how does that work? Absolutely. We have a very, very wide supply of great distributors and dealers uh, throughout the UK and abroad. Um, you can go on to uh, uh, Ransom Jacobson website to look at the local dealer uh, locator. And one of the best things about our business is our dealers. And they invest a lot of their time and energy into our brand. It's a fantastic brand to be associated with. But the most important thing, as I said earlier, is actually the relationship you have with your dealers. So go onto our website. It's very simple to find out who the local distribution or the dealer is and then make a connection. They'll come in, they'll demonstrate the product to you, and hopefully you provide them the opportunity of taking on the relationship for the future. Of course, we're, we're based in the UK at the moment doing this show, but uh, obviously a very big global, global company, and I know they've got a big presence in the States as well. As uh, one of the more popular buggies in the States. Is that right? Yes. There are many uh, providers, but they are, uh, EasyGo was the original provider of golf cars um, in, in the international market. Branson Jacobson have been, um, who are based in Ipswich in the UK, have been um, selling and distributing EasyGo for very many years and have a very large uh, distribution network outside the UK. It's what makes us, it sets us apart from the competition. Competition's great. And what we need to do is actually make sure that the customer has the best partner. And I believe that the partners that we have globally will actually provide the client the best experience. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Nick. Thanks for your time today, but thanks for your support of the summit as well. It's very much appreciated. Anything you'd like to finish off with? I've been in this, in this industry for 20 years and I've gone to an awful lot of conferences. And to make a conference unique, you need special people to attend. And what this this conference does year on year is to provide really interesting, innovative uh, speakers who are coming to speak to other leaders and to inspire. As I said earlier, it's about inspiring the new leaders of the future. And this is a, this is a, a, a conference which I love to attend and we look forward to uh, sponsoring for many years to come. Great way to finish. Thanks for your time again, Nick. And uh, let's go have some lunch. I bet that was a good lunch too, because Everything at the Club Leadership Summit is first class. I hope you'll put it in your calendar to be there next year and see what all the buzz is about. Thankfully, we had Leighton there for us this year. I'll catch you back next week on Private Club Radio. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.